Our next guest has been one of the world's leading social psychologists for more than 60 years, and he is the only person in the 125-year history of the American Psychological Association to have received all three of its highest awards. This episode is a segment from a larger series that investigates the important issues of our day, so watch out for that over the coming weeks and months. And by the end of this 10-minute episode, you'll learn how cognitive dissonance and self-justification are one of the most important factors in determining the success of your relationships. And if this sparks your interest and you want to learn more, then you can check out the full episode, which will be released later this week. And please welcome to the show, Professor Elliot Aronson. Can you explain just the role of self-justification in in relationships between partners? Yeah. Uh, Well, self-justification is is a very important aspect of human behavior, and we do it all. We do it a lot of the time. And uh, self-justification, of course, is a corollary of cognitive dissonance. It's a way of reducing dissonance by convincing yourself as well as others, that the thing you did, which may have been a terrible mistake, was really not so bad after all, was actually the best thing anyone could have done in that situation. It's a natural thing to do to protect our egos. Uh, And I really need to say this. There's a reason why that tendency is hardwired and why it we have evolved as a species self-justifying a lot of the time uh, because it works. It, for minor things, it helps us sleep at night. So for example, um, if I'm at a, um, at a cocktail party, you remember the old days before COVID when we went to cocktail parties? <laughs> And I um, and we're talking, and I'm holding forth about uh, poetry, and uh, I talk about this terrific poem by Robert Browning, and then um, 20 minutes later, I'm leaving the party, and I realize, oh my God, the poem I was quoting, the poem I recited and attributed to Robert Browning, was really a poem written by Wordsworth. All those people are going to think, boy, that guy is a real moron. He doesn't know the difference between Browning and Wordsworth. (laughs) And then when I go to sleep, I'm tossing and turning all night thinking, oh, I made a fool of myself. I really made a fool of myself. Well, I think if I could justify that and say, well, it's a mistake that anybody could have made. Um, and probably, you know, those idiots probably don't know the difference between Browning and Wordsworth anyway, so nobody would catch me up on it. Uh, and if they do, they'll probably forgive me. And actually, it may even make me look more human, and they may end up liking me better for being uh, for making that kind of m- mistake. They say, gee, even he is capable of making that mistake. All of those <laughs> justifications will help me sleep at night and they are harmless, okay? They're harmless and they're useful. So I don't wanna say that all self-justification is wrong, but when it comes to important, important things, like in a marriage relationship or in a classroom, in a jigsaw classroom, 
or anything that's really important, or if you happen to be the president of the United States and you declare war on Iraq because you think Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction, and you go in there and fight that war, and six months later, some liberals will say to you, where are the weapons of mass destruction? And you say, oh, they're there. We'll find them, all right. Iraq is a big country. They're well hidden, but we'll find them. And then another six months go by, and another six months go by, and then you finally have to admit, I was wrong. There are no weapons of mass destruction. And it is embarrassing, but it's more than embarrassing. You went to war for the wrong reason, but if then you can justify it and stay in that war by saying, well, there were no weapons of mass destruction, but Saddam Hussein is a bad guy anyway, so it's worth going to war for that reason. And then once you justify that, then it's worth going to war in Afghanistan because there are a bunch of bad guys out there. And the next thing you know, you're in a series of endless wars. Now, that's important, okay? So, self-justification in marriage uh, or in any close relationship. People do it all the time. People need to be right. People will treat a loving relationship as if they're engaged in some sort of a tug-of-war, and they want to be right all the time. And they will fight for that, and they will justify what they've done. Uh, if a couple is doing well together, you can tell, a good marriage counselor can tell when a couple is really headed toward divorce, it's when they begin to justify all of their behavior and to begin to look at a negative interpretation of their spouse's behavior. And once they decide, once the tipping point is reached, and they begin to think about the possibility of divorce, then they begin to dredge up all the negative things about their spouse that they've been keeping down for a while. You know, Benjamin Franklin, in his great wisdom, once said, um, it's good to keep the, your eyes wide open before marriage, before you decide on the person you want to marry, and half closed after marriage. And I think that's really good advice, because marriage, as, as a lot of people, as uh, some of my students would tell me, Marriage is a, um, it's an unnatural relationship for two people to decide to spend their whole lives together monogamously. Um, that's really a difficult thing, and it really is difficult. I don't think it's unnatural. I think it is uh, uh, to live with another person well is a beautiful thing, but it's rare to find a relationship where two people are living in a very loving way because they're bound to do some things that get on one another's nerves. Some people define marriage as a relationship between two people, one of whom likes to sleep with the window open and the other one demands to sleep <laughs> with the window closed. You know, that's, there, there are bound to be differences. There have to be 
some sort of accommodations being made. But once you decide that you think divorce might be a good idea, then all of the negative things that you have been holding back on come to the fore. Now, in any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship or a marriage, it really is a good idea to take responsibility for some of the things that go wrong. If a couple is getting together to talk out some problems they've been having, accusing one another of doing something bad is a surefire way for whatever issues are going on to begin to escalate. Um, and whereas if each partner is realizes that the goal of this relationship is not for me to change my partner into a different person, but to, for me to figure out how I can adapt to this person I've decided to marry. And that is a constructive way of doing it, even though it might mean looking into some of your own annoying habits and trying to change them. That, to me, is the difference between a productive marriage and an unproductive marriage. <laughs>